Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories for women around the world to share an experience and gain awareness and knowledge of the different possibilities in life that there are. Yes, so today I am with Miss Alba Soto, and we are here to hear her story, just to be an inspiration and see how she has taken life's tragedies and turned them into light, in essence. So, hi Alba, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful in this lovely, lovely sunny day um, from Boston. And I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. No, I'm excited too for our conversation. I've been learning so many great things about women all around the world. So I just want to open up the floor for you to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience a little bit and to also let them know a little bit about what you do. Perfect. Perfect. So I am a sexual trauma survivor. I pride myself in being very resilient and also being very positive. Um, I am a certified trauma life coach. So I took my, my mess and I turned it into my message. I took my, my suffering and I'm now using that to inspire and to uplift others to help women find their voice and reclaim their power. Um, and that is what brings me so much joy and so much healing. So I consider myself to be actively healing as I embark on this journey, on this purpose um, that God has put inside of me to just continue to inspire others to also be liber liberated from the suffering that comes with sexual trauma. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know that, you know, there are so many people in this world who may be feeling alone or you know, feeling like someone is not understanding them in their situations of trauma or different obstacles that they've had to overcome in their life. So how did you get to a point of, you know, being able to spread this, this knowledge and this love, in essence, to others to say, you know what, I've been through this, I was able to overcome it, and I was able to make something good out of it. So for my entire life, um, I have been able to cope with my trauma through what I would consider an addiction nonetheless, right? So I feel like anytime a person suffers from trauma and has this internal suffering, there is a need to cope. There's a need to overcome. There's a need to to kind of put a Band-Aid on to continue to, to survive. And one of the things that I used as a coping skill was people-pleasing. So I have always been the type of person that wanted to help other people and say yes and, and support others. I didn't realize until recently that I've been on my healing journey that that too was an addiction, even though for most people, it doesn't necessarily have that same negative connotation. And I'm putting quotes here, and I'm glad you can see these quotes, because an addiction is yeah. an addiction nonetheless. And it does cause this internal suffering um, still where you're feeling burnt out and you're giving from an empty cup and you're constantly like feeling resentful and feeling taken advantage of because you're giving and giving and giving and giving and you're not feeling full. You're not feeling worthy. You're not feeling deserving on the inside. So it wasn't until I embarked on my healing journey that I realized that this negative coping skill that I had in life, it helped me survive thus far, but it was also something that made me actually realize that this is not sustainable, right? I can't continue to give mm -hmm. from an empty cup. I have to figure out what I can do to heal myself so that I can better support others, right? So 
right. one of the things is, is that I have been able to, through, through that coping skill of overcoming and, and achieving, I have been able to, you know, become a nurse, become, mm -hmm. you know, so many things. I've been able to check off certain boxes. And in some cases, it, it, it's, it was great, right? It was great for me to be able to check those boxes and say, I've overcome this and I've done that. But it became a time in my life where I was just like, there's got to be something more to me than this voice that I is repeating inside of my head mm -hmm. that says I'm not deserving, that says I'm not worthy, that says, you know, all of these mean things to me, really. It was like I had this bully in my head. And mm -hmm. um, it became a forced opportunity when I had this really, really long commute to work. And I had all that time to be by myself, just me and my voice. And for once in my life, I had to sit there and ask myself, like, where is this coming from? And why is it that I feel this way? Why is it that what people think and say of me, right? Meaning like, oh, you're, you're so this and you're so positive and you're so you're, you're, you're doing this and you're doing that. Why do I feel the opposite? Why is it that this voice is telling me something otherwise? Um, so that was when I decided to embark on that journey of healing. And that's when I decided to surrender. And it was surrendering mm -hmm. to this voice, surrendering to the suffering and allowing myself to feel something that I hadn't felt in a long time, which was to allow the, the emotions to just pour out of me. Um, mm -hmm. And that was kind of like the beginning of the healing for me, where I was able mm -hmm. to then tap into Reiki, tap into all of these other, you know, ways of healing, whether it was audiobooks, whether it was podcasts, whether it was, you know, all of these things. And I was able to truly feel liberated. So it was almost like mm -hmm. the chains were broken. And now I was mm -hmm. able to fully live my life. And I was no longer giving what I would consider empty advice. I was, I would always have so many positive things to say to people about how mm -hmm. to overcome their issues as a nurse and as a, you know, as a friend, as a sister, I could like, my friends would consider me like Dr. Oz. Anytime they had a problem, they would just come to me and be like, can you help me with, and I would have this great advice to give, but I wasn't living it. I was not living it myself. And for mm -hmm. once I felt like, okay, it's time for me to do the work on me. And silence out everything else so I no longer was picking up the phone to call somebody to drown out that voice in my head I was no longer feeling like I needed to turn up the volume in the music so that I don't hear my inner voice I relied mm -hmm. on that inner voice to provide me this sense of like um, almost like an internal compass to, to allow me to feel what I was feeling and to be guided to move forward in whichever direction it needed to go at that time. Um, and I'm telling you, it was the most liberating experience ever because now being on the other side, it feels like springtime all the time. It feels like mm -hmm. I no longer have to be in bondage to this suffering. And I just want to be able to support others in their journey to do the same. So that's why I decided to become a, a trauma life coach. Definitely. I think what you're doing is very well needed. And because as women, I feel like, you know, we're always trying to hold it together in public or we're just trying to make ourselves look strong in society because society tells us that we're weak and emotional and you know what, you're the problem. So I think what you're doing is very, very, very important. And it's like, 
speaking to women that say, even if they haven't gone through sexual trauma, but any different kinds of trauma that they've gone through, if they're feeling self-doubt, if they're like lacking self-love is to say, you know what, like, don't sit there and like be with a broken leg and just try to put a bandaid on it and keep playing on it. Like it's not going to help it heal. You're not going to heal like that. So I think your story and what you do is very, very important. Um, for women out there who are going through this currently, um, what would you say to them in an essence when they're sitting here and they're maybe blaming themselves or they're trying to drown out that noise or just trying to keep going and keep on that face when they know that they aren't happy inside. So what I will say to that is for me, I'm the type of person that I meet a person where they are and I'm also able to pull out those strengths. Right. So sometimes Mm -hmm. that feeling of guilt and shame, that's where, that's where I was at one point. Point, right I was just feeling very mm-hmm. guilty I was wearing my guilt and shame like it was never going out of style I was it was like my favorite <laughs> pair of jeans these are my lucky jeans I'm putting them on every day and I'm just like wearing it wearing it so you know and and I get that I get that there's a level of comfort in mm-hmm. what we know and some sometimes mm-hmm. suffering is all that we know it's understandable that there's like generations of suffering that goes on that it like that suffering that our parents and our parents' parents have gone through, it, it, it flows through our vein. Like they're surviving, mm-hmm. their need to survive is what beats in our hearts, right? And, and I get right. that that's just sometimes where we are. So for me, it's about not necessarily having all the answers. It's about asking the right questions that can help a person come to that realization on their own. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't pretend to know everything. I don't pretend to understand everybody's journey and where they are and, and where they are in terms of their their mm-hmm. healing. What I do accept is that just kind of holding that space, right? It's holding that space for whatever it is that you know they're experiencing and also being able to recognize that these things that you have experienced have helped you survive until now. Right. So mm-hmm. it's okay that you turned up the music, right? Because that allowed mm-hmm. you to live another day. It's okay right. that you relied on this coping skill or this addiction mm-hmm. or this situation. Because for me, the way I view addiction is a little bit different than somebody else. For me, the way I, I see, because I'm a, I'm a nurse that works in addiction. So I deal with patients mm-hmm. on a daily that come in, you know, for treatment for addiction. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But my approach is, is that addiction, like, so for example, marijuana or alcohol isn't the gateway drug. Often what the gateway mm-hmm. drug is trauma. And mm-hmm. what the drug is, it's just simply trying to numb the pain. It's simply trying to take away that that suffering that we feel mm-hmm. on the inside and it actually saves more lives than it takes right and what that means is is that that allowed you to instead of going into this deep depression where you took your life it allowed you to live another day until you were mm-hmm. able to conceptualize and process what it is that you went through mm-hmm. and that so. to me is an amazing survival skill no, definitely. Um, I didn't even think of it that way. And you put it into an entirely different perspective to me to say, you know what, there's a lot of people out here that are maybe modeling toxic behavior to society, but in a way, 
that behavior is allowing them to survive another day. Like that's a totally different perspective that you just put that in for me. And I was like, wow, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> but mind so, blowing a little bit. No, seriously, it really was. So for anyone who is like questioning themselves and like going through this, how would you say um, for you, did you have to get a support system Did you have to talk to someone? Because I know that a lot of times it's hard for someone if they're going through something, they don't really like to share their their personal details or their personal lives or their personal struggles. Um, How would you say, um, even if someone doesn't want to do that right now, how would you say they would get comfortable in being able to go get support, even if it's from just a Facebook group or just from a, a specialist like you? Like, how would you you know, get them ready to go get that support or have them, those who are listening in, what would you say to them? Well, the thing is, is that there are different types of support out there, right? Mm -hmm. And what I consider to be healing is, is moving. As long as you're in motion, you're healing. Sometimes we're moving forward. Sometimes we're moving backwards. Sometimes we're moving left, right? You know, Mm -hmm. as long as we're moving, we're actively healing. And sometimes we just got to give ourselves credit for that. The fact that Mm -hmm. you got up today, the fact that you are, you're you're moving means Mm -hmm. that you're healing, right? Because you're not Mm -hmm. stagnant, you're not stuck. So it's motion, but as well as community. So finding a community Mm -hmm. of support where you can get that validation that says, wow, Mm -hmm. you're not alone. You, you know, I too have experienced and really not to compare. Because everyone Mm -hmm. has their own story. And when you have an apple tree that's comparing itself to an orange tree, there's just no comparison. Each of them bears its own fruit. So it's Mm -hmm. important to understand that comparison really is the killer of all of our joys as well as our suffering. Because then it turns into a situation, well, I suffered more than you, right? It's like, who cares? (laughs) Right. Listen, everybody's on their own thing. And we're not playing the game of comparison. Who (laughs) suffered more? Who suffered less? It's like everybody is in their own right to feel how they feel. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's important when, when we begin to, you know, become part of these communities that we embrace the, our, our individual mm-hmm. stories instead of turning it into a comparison. So mm-hmm. for me personally, my healing journey, oftentimes it started with music. So music therapy has been always there for me. Like, when I'm having a bad day, when I'm in my feelings, like there's always a song for that, right? So before Mm -hmm. I was ready to embark on the journey of um, finding a therapist, like that was my therapy for a very long time. Um, And part of my, my packages that I, that I give is I, I, I I share my playlist of songs that have helped Mm -hmm. me through my, my tough times. So I try to incorporate all of the different elements of healings that I've experienced um, whether it's books, right? Books are healing. There are so many books out there to be able to help us embark on a journey. So for example, there's a, there's a, uh, a quote by Eckhart Tolle in his mm-hmm. book called A New Earth. And it is that the fire of my suffering will become the light of my consciousness. And what that means wow. is that the fire inside of me that's burning, the suffering that I feel is going to be the light that lights the way to my Mm -hmm. healing. And Mm -hmm. the greater the fire, the greater the healing experience, the greater the transformation. And Mm -hmm. it just allowed me to put it into perspective, like, wow, 
the, lib- the, the bondage that I feel, the liberation is going to be just that great, you know? Um, so, so books, I would say books are helpful if someone is not quite ready to, to speak about it. It's that, there's journaling. Um, I just recently decided to publish my journaling in the sense that I started blogging. Um, uh-huh. uh, so on my website, I have a blog where I'm blogging about my first memory of my sexual trauma, a letter to my inner child, the things that I've been writing for a very long time, which has you know, healed me. I just feel like it's, it's time to share that and inspire someone else to do the same. So writing can be very much therapeutic. I've been in therapy mm-hmm. for about four years now. And Mm -hmm. that has been super, super amazing. So for me, a lot of my clients that I have, I encourage them to have a therapist because my job as a life coach is to, Mm -hmm. my job is for them no longer to need me, right? So it's a very short term spurt of like, it's almost like a quantum leap in your healing, but I'm preparing you to no longer need me. Because mm-hmm. you have all of the answers within you. So I'm asking the right, right questions and I'm, and I'm pushing slightly, just like that little, that little rock that's necessary to gain the momentum. Like if a car is stuck, you just do that mm-hmm. little rock and then allow it to roll on its own so that after I leave, you have that, mm-hmm. you know, you already have these coping skills. You already have these tools in right. your tool belt. You're ready to go. Um, whereas right, a therapist, exactly. Whereas a therapist is ongoing. So Mm -hmm. for me, I I love when my patients, you know, decide to embark on on getting a therapist because that's something that can give them that ongoing support. And what I provide is totally different than what a therapist provides. Um, Mm -hmm. What I say is that I'm creating a vehicle, a vehicle which is a tool to help somebody embark on their healing journey to go through that dark tunnel where there's a light on the other side. And it's a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because it's dark, you don't really know what's going to come up, right? So I, I mm-hmm. create this vehicle. I'm very holistic with mind, body, spirit, and energy healing. And I have mm-hmm. these buttons and these tools and these trinkets in the car. But when you come to me, I give you the car and I say, okay, you drive. You choose how fast, mm-hmm. how slow. You choose if you want right. to turn left or right. You choose where your destination is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm simply giving you that control back giving you back the control right. of, 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 of your healing journey. And I'm just your co-pilot. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to let you know mm-hmm. that you're not alone and we can jam out together. You know, we can cry mm-hmm. together, but ultimately you have control over your life. That's definitely, I want to jump back to something you said before about, you know, healing is moving and not being stagnant. And I think that's applies to so many different areas in anyone's life, um, you know, during trauma, during business, during any obstacle in your life, because I feel like, you know, if you're moving somewhere, you're, you're going to figure out which way to go eventually, which way you need to go. And you're not going to be sitting there stuck in what you're doing. So I think that was a huge point on what you said. And just acknowledging that I just wanted to acknowledge that point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I actually want to mention something. So I I mentioned energy healing. I think that Mm -hmm. most, most um, people can embrace and and, and accept the mind, body, spirit healing. Mm -hmm. And something that I have embraced and and, and embarked on is, is Reiki as a form of healing. So for me, I, 
I had to recognize the effects that trauma has on my energy cycle, my energy system, mm-hmm. my chakras. And what it is, is that when as a young child, you're, you've been violated or, or something happened to you, which made you feel unsafe, made you feel, you know, insecure, mm-hmm. that memory that you have in your, in your physical body, as well as in your energy flow, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so that if it's blocked and if it doesn't move, it impacts other areas of your life, from your financial mm-hmm. life, from your, your ability to trust others, from your relationships. And sometimes even when, when you become a mother, then you end up reliving your trauma because now your child, which may be the same sex as you, when they reach of a certain age, you start reliving this trauma and putting your movie on your child. And, and you start living in fear that your child is going to, you know, experience the same thing. And right. part of my healing journey was that I needed to look at these energy systems and see how this blockage can begin to flow naturally in a way that I was able to move past this. this again, it's like motion is healing. So there mm-hmm. was something that was stuck there. The wheels weren't turning. So now there's mm-hmm. this motion. And I had to recognize mm-hmm. that part of my, my healing in my root chakra, which had to do with my trauma, was connected with my throat chakra. Right, right. now I'm holding a crystal called lapis lazulite, which helps me in terms of communication in my throat chakra, because when someone experiences sexual trauma and they're being manipulated and told, you know, you can't say anything or, you know, or, or they're just don't find the right words to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be childhood trauma. It could be, you know, a situation where, you know, you experience something with someone where it's unwanted and you didn't even have the right, right words to say, you don't know what to call that. It's like, You don't even know whether to feel like, was that rape? Was I not? Should I have? Should I have not? Like, what if I, if I had said this, maybe, you know, it's like those moments where we can't find our voice is very much connected to our, our, our um, trauma. So Mm -hmm. for me, I had to recognize that the moment I would heal this inner child trauma, that's when my, my voice, I would get my voice back and I would be able to Mm -hmm. share my story and inspire others. So that was like, again, a part of like this big, huge revelation for me was like heal and now you can share. Definitely. And I um, feel like there's a big message there as well. It's like, you know, your healing happens in your own timing. If it's continuous and you have to find something to continually help you heal, then so be it. Like everyone's journey is different. Um, in life and healing and anything, you have to just live out your own journey and figure out what works for you. And I'm happy that you figured out what really works for you and you're able to help others find that as well. Thank you. So what would you say, um, if you had to say one thing to the audience to inspire them just to dream without limitation and know that there is light in your darkness, what would you say? Wow. Dreaming saved my life. Dreaming saved my life. When my reality was a hot mess, I -hmm. would sit down and I would visualize what my future would look like. I would visualize what my home would look like. I would visualize all of these things. And it is something that had been like, had I not been a dreamer, 
I don't know how I would have made it through my childhood, you know? And now being an adult and a dreamer, right? It has allowed Mm -hmm. me to manifest all of these things that I have always dreamed of. I, I would say, visualize it, have a vision board, update your vision board as often as you need to. I, every year I have a new vision board and that's, that's a big part of it. Every morning Mm -hmm. I wake up at four in the morning and I pray, I meditate, I do some yoga and, and I visualize where I want to be in life. And it Mm -hmm. allows me to be able to put it into perspective in a way that I'm able to truly manifest this, this purpose. And it allows mm-hmm. me to not only pray about what I want, but get the answers, get that, get that validation. Like, yes, you're on the right track. Oh, this is where you need to pivot and be willing to pivot mm-hmm. because sometimes in life we over plan and we over process and we're busy, like checking off these boxes. And this is my one year plan. This is my two year plan. This is my three year plan. But guess what? The vision that God has for you is probably 10 times better than anything you can ever mm-hmm. imagine. Right. Listen, so keep a, upgrading it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I always listen. Sometimes I, I put a check on there. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. That check needs to be bigger because now my dream yes. is bigger. My <laughs> vision is bigger. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. it is, it is beautiful to dream, but don't be afraid to upgrade the dream. No, definitely. I totally agree with everything you just said, because it's like, if you can't dream in life and visualize where visualize where you want to be, then you're just going to be walking on the path with no de- no end destination. Essentially, you're just going to be kind of lost. And so I totally agree with you with you know dreaming, dreaming big, dreaming out of the box, and just continuously upgrading those dreams. But I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. And I want to give you the opportunity for anyone who may want to contact you or follow your journey. um, Please let them know how they can do that. Absolutely. So um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is at Alba Soto TLC. And Facebook is Alba Cordero Soto. And then I also have my website where I have my blog. Um, Sign up for my newsletter. I'm going to be giving away a special gift because um, I have a, I've started a book club. And it's a healing book club uh, where I'm trying to create this like sister circle where women can come together and also get knowledge from some from books. Mm -hmm. So I'm like super excited about that. And I'm going to be selecting someone to be um, a lucky winner based on, you know, the people who subscribe and things of that nature. So my Mm -hmm. website is albasototlc.com. And yeah, subscribe and, and come and follow me, read my blog. It's it's definitely has been very much liberating, and I just want to be able to inspire others to also find their voice and reclaim their power. Definitely, I love it. I love it. Well, we thank you so much for once again coming and sharing your story, and I hope that anyone out there that is listening can find peace and healing in her story. And if you need to contact her, her information will be down in the description as well. But thank you guys once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host. Thank you once again to Alba, and I'll see you next time.